Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner, joined, as always, by the illustrious. He wears T-shirts better than anyone. Phil Hoff. How's it going, man? (laughs) Not too bad, sir. How are you? Good. When's the last time you wore something that wasn't a T-shirt? Every day. My work uniform has a collar. It's a button. Oh, that doesn't count. Why? I'm just talking like when you're out and about. Oh, um, wow. (laughs) Same here. I'm like, I I, I don't, I don't know. Try to think of when the last time I was at a wedding or a funeral was (laughs) or any kind of like a holiday event, like a party. Uh, Yeah. Uh, We, we keep it casual here. Yeah. Both in life and on our show. Phil, we didn't have one last week. We've been busy. Things going on for people wondering, I'm doing okay. I obviously don't want to talk about it. I've been here 30 years. (laughs) I've seen peaks and valleys and and all that. Uh, I'm emotional, uh, probably a little wound up, but we're going to have a hell of a show because we got two weeks worth of books to get through going back to June 29th. And then other things too, Thor, Love and Thunder's out. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what we're going to touch on, but I really do want to get through at least two weeks of books here, Phil. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan to me. This means I'm going to really have to dig back into my memory banks to remember two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple standouts. One is 8 Billion Genies. Oh, man. Issue two, Charles Soule and uh, artist. Who is that? That is Ryan. Who's the artist? Ryan Brown. That's an easy Uh, enough name for you. Fantastic series. It's just getting started. It's already been picked up by Amazon for what I believe is not only a future film, but kind of, if I'm reading this correctly, an expansive cross-media universe. What the hell does that that mean? (laughs) I don't know. But it's on our our, um, comic app, the Key Collector Comics app that I use. It is a hot key. The first issue is supposedly in mint condition up to 18 bucks. That's quick. That just came out like two months ago. Yeah. So I got to recommend people go, if you have not read this series, it's wild and unlike anything you've read. The premise is there are 8 billion genies in the world giving every individual that's alive basically a one wish. So if you have a household of five people, you know, two parents and three kids, those kids have genies at their side. You know, they can <laughs> do whatever they want. So you have, they go into all that. You could tell they're really thinking, the creative team is really thinking of like, okay, What's going to happen here if uh, the kid's upstairs just doing homework? Is, is that a chance that they could use their wish on something? Uh, you have people riding around on dinosaurs outside. There's Armageddon happening. It, it's it's a really wild book. And the genies are living personalities. Issue two, every bit as good as book one, Phil. I don't know if you have anything to add. Just that this is one of the better new series to come out in quite some time. I adore it. Everything about it's wonderful, fascinating, intriguing, and keeps you turning pages and wanting the next issue. I know it sounds cliche, like some kind of a review you'd read on the back of a video game box, mm-hmm. but it's honest to God, the way I feel about this issue or about the series, it's, it's, I, I don't want it to end ever, but I say that about however many other series is too. So take that for what it's worth. Our concern about Deathstroke Inc. Being, <laughs> yeah. uh, year one begins here. You know, we're like, ah, oh, they just going to cop out and not show us what's going on with, with Slade now. Yep, that's what they did. I believe the text message I sent to you is, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> and I was like, Deathstroke? <laughs> not about anything else in life. Just that's all we talk about is comic books. Yep. 
I'm just going to kind of scroll through 629. We'll focus more on this week's or last week's books. Berserker, absolutely berserk, as always. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I wonder how long that's going to go, by the way. I haven't seen any kind of a finite cutoff date on it yet, so who knows? They just came back from a small hiatus, too, didn't they? Yeah, and that was a, a Kickstarter series, I believe. You know, huh. Keanu, you know, he he has to beg for money. Yeah, makes you know? sense. So that's what he did. And Maybe if Cyberpunk would have sold better, he wouldn't have to. <laughs> uh, Anything to add on Detective 1061? No, I. from what I recall, it was a pretty flat issue that dealt a lot with Talia, who I complained about a couple of issues ago. They yeah. had her in multiple roles uh, due to the shadow war that was going on. And then you flip back over to detective and all of a sudden Bruce is hanging out with her, like nobody's business. And then this issue, they sprinkle the shadow war stuff back into it again, which again, just led me further and further confused. And I try not to say too many bad things about anything that's Batman related, but a uh, detective is doing weird stuff. And I'm also tired of the sub story Gotham girl thing or whatever their secondary story they've got. <laughs> Knock the book back down to $3 and 99 cents. Quit giving me the second story that I don't care about. I'm sure somebody does, but I don't. Uh, one comic that surprised me was Variants. I don't know if you got that, Phil. I did not. So it's Jessica Jones, you know, who's just kind of, she's a detective. You know, she investigates things going on in people's lives. She has superpowers. She's a former superhero. This is a multiverse tale about her and her variants throughout time. So it almost kind of seems like it ties in with the Loki show, just kind of how they're they're playing it up. But I I was... The way it ended, I was like, whoa. And that's written by Gail Simone with art from Betsy Cola. And I'm not butchering that. That is Betsy Cola. That's a great name. You are killing uh, names today. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that one uh, that one surprised me. Any on your list that uh, that stood out? Uh, I thought it was kind of a down week, by the way. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. I want to give a quick shout out because it's Chip Zdarsky and Public Domain which I thought was an absolutely wonderful read and kind of, again, I know you didn't probably didn't care for it as much as I did because it was a little too meta for your takes. Yeah. Um, again, just the take on superhero ownership and who actually gets paid for it and the rights to it. I thought he wrote it. He wrote it pretty well about how it fleshes out and probably the way that it actually, well, we know for a fact the way that it plays out in real life. Um, but again, I thought it was a nice little insight into that and kind of uh, a look from the creator about how the struggle for rights goes. Yeah, about comic rights and comic what happens rights, yeah. to your creations, and um, yeah, it, it was an interesting commentary. But yeah, I'm I'm here for you know ongoing superhero stories and unique experiences, and I should get into more of this stuff because I read about it every day, right? Like I read comics every day, pretty much. And yeah, for whatever reason, it, it it's it just didn't hit me that hard. But I understand why people like it. Uh, another uh, one that I want to give a quick shout out to is Mindset from Zach Kaplan and John Pearson. Yeah, I didn't like the art. Yeah, Sorry, the art. John. Well, the art kind of felt Department of Truthy, which I dig, of course. Um, but I do like, I did like the story and the way that it's about how somebody's created like an AI program that can hack your brain and make you do things that you don't necessarily want to do and you don't really realize that you've done until afterwards. I'm not sure if it's a tried and true story that we've ever really seen before, but I thought it was unique enough to stand out and it'll have me coming back for a second issue. And then the last one I'll highlight for me is Iron Cat number one, which is. Um, a character that appeared in Black Hat issue number 11. And you get kind of a interesting backstory on Black Cat as you're going through this story. And and I thought it was beautifully drawn and just kind of nicely paced and surprisingly good. So uh, that's an issue one. So that's a ding, ding, ding. So you got to you got to buy it. 
You know, right. you see it. Go back you and know, grab You it. know our rule. Yeah. That's from Jed McKay and Pierre Perez. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. I'll give you that one. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the, the next week here. Let's, let's, let's get uh, more current where our brains are still functioning and talk about the Juggernaut release. Nothing else coming close to this. My favorite writer ever, Chip Zdarsky, who I just rave about. Well, you've <laughs> you've kind of latched on now. You're, uh-huh. you're finally seeing why yep, yep. he's fantastic. So Batman. Yeah. Issue 125. He's taken the reins, given it a new lease on life, and done it up in such a perfect mm. way of framing the mindset of the bat of Bruce creating interesting scenarios greatly paced like oh oh, oh." it was everything i wanted uh i bought two issues i got the the main one with the kind of the cool bat cloak opened up or wings opened up on the cover with the orange and then i also got a variant that's um kind of more of a harder stock on the the paper yep i got both of those as well what's your uh what's your temperature on this one uh 10 out of 10 it was damn near flawless and perfect i the pacing was in fact perfect uh the only thing that's minor gripe is it kind of bounced around in time a little bit which is not a problem with me but they show something big that potentially happened or did happen and that's about all that i'm going to say about that but it was enough to make me go oh and the way that they are illustrating these illustrating these scenes that we've seen recently are have been man are they killing it no pun intended well, I mean, we could go into that. It's called Failsafe Part One. Uh, the whole setup is billionaires in Gotham City are not safe. Yep. They are being killed. Someone's killing them. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and obviously, you know, hey, guess who's a billionaire? Mm, well, was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who, who suddenly doesn't have money as billionaires are getting killed. Wow. Imagine that. Well, that's all the byproduct yeah. of Joker War from two years ago or whatever, where Joker know, siphoned all of his accounts off. Yeah, kind of just a joke. But yeah, Bruce Wayne is obviously a you know wealthy individual or was and still kind of holds that command and can kind of weave you know through the, the billionaire circuit to try to get clues and figure out what's going on, right? Still blends um, in. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Can't wait for the next issue. Chip, this is the book you've been you know, kind of born to write. <laughs> yep. And if you it, follow him on Twitter. In the DC universe, you know, it's, it's like you got Daredevil in the Marvel and then you got the perfect counter in the DC universe with Batman. Yeah. And if you follow him on Twitter, he's every bit excited to be writing Batman as we are to be reading his Batman. If that makes sense. Yeah. Don't screw it up, Chip. We like it. <laughs> and we like you. Dark Crisis number two, Phil. I, I thought that kind of picked up a little bit. We got some movement on stuff going on and new players popping in to to say hello um what was your your take on that one i'm really glad it escalated because we i think we both if i remember correctly thought issue one fell a little bit flat yeah dark crisis two really fired up the engine and started to roar we uh obviously got your boy deathstroke back in a nice little we know what's going on yeah you got a haircut that's what they were hiding (laughs) (laughs) yep that's exactly what they were hiding was his haircut um but yeah you get a nice little fight between him and uh Dick Grayson slash Nightwing that I thought was really well illustrated. And I thought the entire mm-hmm. book played out well. Um, the Teen Titans Tower is seen better days. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's called Fall of the Titans, chapter two. <laughs> and uh, DC's official description of it begins with the House of Nightwing burns. <laughs> so 
you know, go from there. There's a lot of fighting, a lot of characters from the past or smaller villains and heroes that kind of show up every once in a while. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Finally has that kind of epic quality that we expect from, what do you call them? The Huge yearly events or whatever. Crossover. Yeah. yeah. Amazing Spider-Man continues to be amazing. I don't know if we need to go into any more of that. That's I, issue five. I want to touch on that for just a half a second. Sure. And I love the fact that Peters is beat the hell up as he is. And the fact that they're still just like, has his mask being blood soaked for three issues now <laughs> where it's still just pouring out of his face. I think that's amazing illustration and attention to detail. Yeah. He does take the mask off. Just spoiler. Yep. And uh, it turns out underneath, it's not looking too great. No. It's like he got the hell beat <laughs> out of him or something. Uh, absolutely pummeled. Uh, let's see, Phil. What what else should we talk about here? Uh, I loved Ghost Rider There's number four. There's a lot four. of good books. Oh, I haven't read that yet. Uh, okay. Um, well, real tell quick. Tell me why. Yeah, tell me why I should read it. It just continues to go into this paranormal dive, and now we've got Ghost Rider chasing villains all across the landscape that he's not even really necessarily aware what he's chasing because he's just being led by the the thing inside of his head, if you will, also known as the Spirit of Vengeance. Um, but this one, he's chasing Ringmaster from city to city to city and finally catches up with them. And there's a big battle that happens. And we also learned that they're actually, I think it was last issue. We learned that there's an FBI unit of the paranormal that's trying to chase him at the same time. Um, oh. all, all those things line up to be something that it's going to be right in my wheelhouse in my alley. And I think this is a wonderful series that everybody should be reading as well. I also thought Flashpoint Beyond was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're getting uh Interesting versions of Superman and Batman. Obviously, you got Thomas Wayne as Batman. It's a fun multiverse story that uh, I don't know if it's going to mean anything within the grand scheme of the DC universe, especially with Dark Crisis going. But I dig it. I I like that we have these. I complained about it before, but now they feel so distinct in the story. They, they're very distinct. And yeah, giving us two really good looks, deep looks into just how chaotic the DC universe can get. Uh, Along those lines, speaking of chaos, I think Poison Ivy, again, was a banger of an issue, and this series, I hope, never ends. I adored the Tinian run that he did with the Joker. I thought the last final issue was a little flat, but it did answer some questions, and you did get to see one last confrontation and conversation between Joker. Wow, look at me do two issues at once. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Joker (laughs) was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then I think Poison Ivy is kind of picking up that same villain with its own unique title, doing her own thing, and you're seeing what's going on in her brain and just the chaos that she's, let's call it scattering across America as well. Um, again, lovely, lovely title that everybody should be reading. Yeah, and Saga ended. I think uh, issue 60 is going to be the end for a bit here. Well, that was quick. Yeah, well, I think they're coming back in the fall, but I think this is kind of the end of one of the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong there, but it really does kind of feel like, okay. They did this and then there's a to be continued. So it's like, okay, they will be coming back, you know, because they did go on hiatus for years uh, that this is kind of showing that they're they're in it to to keep bringing it back. So there should be a trade on the way, uh, I would imagine, collecting these. What was it? Last six, six issues, issues or whatever. Thank you. Yeah. Which will be a nice, uh, nice read for people. I, I they didn't skip a beat in returning to the intensity and story and curiosity. That's one of the big things with with saga is just every character you meet every location they go to you just want to learn more about it and they do a good job of slowly peeling away at that and and giving you a look in any other books phil i'm kind of all over the place here (laughs) a book that i feel is doing the opposite of 
letting you hang out in a location for a while. But I continue to like, even though it's a moderate disappointment, because it, again, like I said, oh, last I issue, they're pushing yeah. too fast with it. Twig. Mm-hmm. I want so much more of this universe and it's not being given to me, but I'm enjoying the story that's being told. So it's a complaint and well art. adoring. Yeah. It. The art is wonderful. These creatures are just magnificent and so detailed and the, the situations and the scenarios that they continue to, to get twig and splat into. I just want to see fleshed out longer and longer and longer, but, but also that says something about how good it is. Yeah. And, I love, you know, our favorite writer, I, I guess I would say, we, you know, I just claim Chip, but, you know, James Tinian IV, uh, he has a book out called The Closet. Mm-hmm. The first one was really intriguing. And I was like, whoa, where is this going to go? Issue two came out and I was like, this kind of feels like the same beat, you know, like he just kind of doubled down on that and it didn't really progress too much further in my opinion. So I still have high hopes. This is going to be something amazing following this young kid named Jamie, who's terrified of his closet. You know, there's something in there. There's a creature in there that we know of, but we knew that already. Right. So that's kind of the issue, too, as well. There's a little bit more character development with the dad and a friend and where they're at in the world as they're moving. Yeah, I was I was expecting a little more from that one. I agree. Um, I did like the fireside conversation that they had where they basically hammered out like, how he felt as though um, main character guy whose name eludes me is really dropping the ball in his relationship and is just looking for an out, but is in denial over that entire fact. And him basically trying to convince his friend that everything is okay. Everything's okay. And his friend essentially at the end of the conversation shrugs his shoulders. He's like, all right, if that's what you want to tell yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll just say this. James does character dialogue better than anyone. Mm -hmm. I used to say it was Brian Michael Bendis. Like I loved what what he was doing, but I think James just really brings out a realism and hits on a lot of points that you hear in life. And you could see most of his stories just being easily adaptable to TV or movies. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Obviously, we know there's something is killing the children coming. He pulls you into those moments. You don't want them to end. Uh, You get shocked when they, you know, an issue ends and nothing really happened. But then you walk away from it and go, oh, okay, I learned a little more about these characters. But you know, the big beats maybe didn't move as far as you wanted. And that's what we had with issue two. Yep. But his conversations, like you said, they do feel so natural. Like you are sitting there listening to a conversation. It doesn't feel forced. There's no words that are thrown in there to make you feel, not to make you feel smaller, but it just, the the way that he writes conversations flows so naturally that you can, you can literally hear the voices inside of your head as you're yeah. reading them, which I, I think is a, a very unique gift and a talent because sometimes dialogue feels very, very forced in a lot of things that we read these days where you feel as though certain characters need to speak a certain way, where Tinian's dialogue is very written as how one would speak, if that makes any sense. It does. Uh, I was really down on Captain America Sentinel of Liberty number one. I haven't read that yet. Oh, yeah. No, I did read number one. I didn't read two yet. Well, issue two begins and my eyes like spun around like a slot machine in my head, like rolled up because uh, it starts with him diving off the Statue of the Liberty. And I was like, come God. on, <laughs> just stop with the imagery. Like, I get it. He's from America. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's I, in I the title. And look what he's wearing. <laughs> um, but it does pick up. There's there's some great stuff with Bucky and some other characters I don't want to really get into. But yeah, I thought uh I thought the second issue was definitely uh, a step forward. And and that opening moment, it, you know, that's the end of that then, you know, where you're Good. just like, oh, oh, boy. Yeah, I was about ready to just throw it down like I'm out. 
He didn't leap from the Statue of Liberty only to land on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, Little Monsters was fantastic again. With the big uh, twist at the end of that as well. I think that, that book is just pulling me along by the heartstrings to Lemire. Lemire, holy crap, I can't talk. Ooh, um, you're like a, me. I like it. <laughs> just again, pulling us through his world that he's created and making us want more and more of it. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of it for me. You know, I given things going on in my life, I kind of shied away from the darker stuff. Uh, I know children turning into vampires and killing people is as dark as it gets, but I didn't read Carnage or Ghost Rider. Did Uh, you read Carnage? I read Carnage, which I, I loved the first three issues. I thought this one kind of got a little bit too weird for my taste. And I hope to get back to where it all started pretty quick here. Oh, it got a little bit more cosmic, almost, Donny Cates oh, no. Venom feeling, if you will, Ooh, but not quite, tell me more. not quite as Donny Cates in the sandbox as an eight-year-old playing with all of his toys, creating this epic universe where all hell is breaking loose. I was lukewarm on it, to say the least. And I don't think there's anything else here, Phil, that's we're talking about from this week. Thor Love and Thunder. I was going to ask if you went and saw it. I have not seen it, but it is uh, killing it in the box office, and I hear it's a lot of fun from friends. So take my friends' advice to go see it. I'm hoping we'll have a review here or maybe we'll avoid it. I don't know. We're kind of locked in on the comics themselves these days. (laughs) Yes, we are. But, uh, you know, to a fault. But you know what? We're having fun. And that's what this is all about. Let's move on to next week's books. All right, Phil, here we go. Let's see if we can get past the number six. Moon Knight, number 13. Getting it. Wonder Woman, 789. Daredevil, number one. Getting it. Ding, ding, ding. You want to put an over-under as to how many variants of this thing I hunt down? I'm going to go with three. Ooh, that's a good number. I'll get two. I'll get two total. I'll for sure get two, and then chances are, after I read the first issue, I'll jump on eBay and start scouring. All right, and Wolverine number 23 has Deadpool getting killed on the cover. Ding, 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 I'm getting that. That's not a ding, 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 but I'm getting it. I'm all over that. Fantastic Four number 45. The editors are threatening to destroy the universe if you do not read this issue. Does this mean I have to read another Fantastic Four book? (laughs) Yes. What if I'm tired of the Uh, universe? Well, I I guess I could tell you what happens. I'll probably get it. I'm at four. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm at four. New Mutants, number 27. It'll be in my pull box, and I don't want it. Immortal X-Men, number four. Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 13. Punisher, number four. Getting it. Oh, interesting. Star Wars, The Mandalorian, number one. Getting it. Sure, why not? That's going to be a retelling of season one. Uh, Hoping there's some new little elements in there to make it a little different, but it'll be interesting to see how it reads as a comic. Mm -hmm. Batman Urban Legends number 17. Yeah, this is one I threatened chopping and I'm not doing it yet. And I don't know why I'm not chopping it yet. King Spawn number 12. Batgirls number eight. Marauders number four. Captain Marvel number 39. Yes, I will get that. I should talk about that more. X-Men Hellfire Gala, number one. Yeah, dang, dang, dang. That's not, is that part of the X-Men Avengers Eternals big shakeup that's happening? I don't know. If it is, I'll grab it. If it's not, I don't care. Uh, 
ACTS. It's an acronym. A-X-E. Eve of Judgment number one. Yep, that's the one I was talking about. Uh, dang, dang, dang. Getting it. Met nine. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 25 with the Knights of Ren on the cover. Nice. Yeah, I'll get that. Ten. They've been in like the last four issues too, actually. Two or three issues, maybe. Dark Crisis colon Worlds Without a Justice League M-Superman number one. I don't know what the hell you said, but it's part of Dark <laughs> Crisis, so I'm going to grab it. <laughs> Spider-Punk number three. I'm out on that. Uh, I Am Batman number 11. Yep. Spider-Man 2099 Exodus number four. I'll continue with that. I'm at 11. Undiscovered Country number 19. Future State Gotham number 15. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. Ooh, Savage Avengers number three. Yes, I'll yep. get that. Issue. Oh, Phil. Uh-huh. Oh, baby. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you ready? Maybe. Rogues number three. Yes. Yes, let's go. I think that's the end of it, though. <clears throat> what? Yeah, don't I think it's that. A, okay. There's two more issues coming after that, but I don't think there are. Right. Captain Carter number four. I will get it just because I'm happy about the last book. Eight billion genies number three. I'll get that one too. I like your logic. Definitely you know what? Let's that. keep going. Fortnite times Marvel or cross Marvel zero war number two. Getting it. <sighs> Let's see what skins in this one. Do we know yet? I don't know. I like to be surprised. Oh, this might be Iron Man. He's on the cover with foundation. Like he's really wearing cool character. Huh? Like he's wearing makeup? No, no. No, the foundation, the guy played by The Rock. You know I don't know anything about the lore of this entire thing. <laughs> I honestly thought Iron Man was wearing makeup on the cover, and I was... No, no. I wasn't going to cool, judge. Though. Yeah. Power Rangers number 21. Slumber number five. Yep. A Town Called Terror number four. Naomi season two number five. Yes, getting it. Wonder Woman evolution number eight. Ordinary Gods, number seven. Do Those I are my that? type of gods. No, I don't read that. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Armageddon game, opening moves, number one. What the heck? Hey, you were right, by the way. Transformers is ending. Is it really? Yeah. IDW, I think, is losing that. Um, at least that's what I, the scuttlebutt is. It's a big enough license. Somebody also grab it. Uh, Norse Mythology... Three, number six. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 295. Hey, we're five away. Does he jump on captains or on Statue of Liberty? Uh-huh. G.I. Joe. Uh, <laughs> ooh, I don't know. He should. They, they should uh, just like hang out and them and Cap. There should be a crossover where G.I. Joe and Captain America fight on great American landmarks to determine who, in fact, is the real greatest American hero ever. Wow. That needs to be a thing. The Barbaric, the Harvest Blades, number one. What the? Is G.I. Joe in Fortnite yet? Uh, Snake Eyes is. See, you could basically have it because there's a Captain America <laughs> skin and a Snake Eyes skin, and you could just fight to the death with those two. 50 on 50, Snake Eyes versus Captain America. I like it. Dogs of London, number three. West of Sundown, number four. Dune, The Waters of Canley, number three. Tell Carrington, who was on a previous episode, he says it's like the greatest thing ever. I'm still not going to read it, but <laughs> enjoy it, Carrington. Not that we don't trust you, Carrington. Yeah, just it's you know a little out of our wheelhouse here. New Masters, number five. 
Immortal Red Sonia, number four. Impact Winter, number one from Image. Hmm. It's like something sci-fi. Yeah, Hmm. that's interesting. Above Snakes, number one. Hmm. I like snakes. Not like that, but I don't know. In comics, they're cool, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) Bill and Ted Roll the Dice, number two. Uh, I think we're getting down. Oh, Archer and Armstrong, number three. I'll grab that. Cool. Um, let's see. Lady Death, Sacrificial Annihilation, number two. That's a, quite a title. Uh, I was nope. just thinking if Bill and Ted Roll the Dice was about those two hanging out at a crab's table, I would be all in on that book. Hey, Overwatch, New Blood, number one. Oh, I'll get that. Yeah, me too. That's video game related. Mm, Transformers, Best of the Beasts. Nope, that's number one. It's a ding, 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 but uh, ding, ding. Don't? Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You did better than I did there. You're sick and I'm tired. So between the two of us, we got this thing going. That's true. Uh, World War III. That's a book. That's kind of it. We're getting into the Archie stuff. If people want us to read any of that stuff, let us know. Uh, and by the way, all the comments, I, I know I say this a lot, but it is really nice to see. We have some nice threads going, Phil, with some mm-hmm. some of our uh, loyal listeners, and they they buy a lot of books, uh, key issues. They get them uh, professionally graded. It's wonderful to just to see how deep this universe goes and just how, how nice some of these people are. I'm, get, I'm really enjoying getting to know them. Yeah, it's really cool interacting with our listeners and, and seeing what they're picking up and blaming us for as well. Uh, and that is, uh, that's our show, Phil, anything else you want to add? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, good luck buying your comics. I think many of you will be doing it tomorrow on Wednesday when most of them hit. Although DC, you can get DC today on Tuesdays. Those, some comic shops put those out early. They are officially allowed to sell them on Tuesdays, which I do not support. Nope. Me neither. Comic book day is Wednesday and that's what it should be moving forward for all time. It's what it's always been. It always water's gone. (laughs) Forests are on fire. Comic day remains Wednesday. The worst part is is you and I will still be outside of the comic shop as the world burns around us. Like, Hey, (laughs) let us in. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks again for all your support. Sorry. We missed an episode. It's going to happen. We're just two people. We go on vacations. Phil went to Ohio, left me high and dry in Minnesota. I told you could come with well, I was like, I, I'll go, but you're like, I'm already on the road. I'm like, and I, I don't know, Illinois Try, or some crap. I drive fast and catch up. <laughs> Ooh, fast and furious. <laughs> Reiner and Phil style. I like it. Uh, anyway, we're rambling. Be well, everyone. We'll talk soon. Bye. Take care.